Before we start the show, make sure you rate the podcast and subscribe. Now, back to regular scheduled programming. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the last stop on this train. Everyone, please leave the train. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another edition of The Last Stop. But before we get things going, I just want to shout out New York Comic Con. The Last Stop will be in attendance. Uh, they ended up giving me a press pass. How do you bring a train station to Comic Con? Because you send a, a, a lovely email to some people. And they respond with even better news. So from October 4th to the 6th, I will be at New York Comic Con. So be on the lookout for me. I'm going to be doing press over there. I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to be doing because this is my first Comic Con. And I haven't... Lo- well, I've looked up everything, but nobody cool has ever vlogged at a Comic Con. So I have no idea what goes on in there. It's like an eyes wide shut party to me. Just be on the lookout. Just be on the lookout. And we got one thing to say to you. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Jesus Christ. And he's just going <laughs> to see a bunch of real-life anime characters and be like, what, what is happening? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what to expect. I don't have the fit ready at all. I don't know what to do. But Could you technically cosplay as yourself? Um, yes. I'm working on that. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to partner up with a brand. And he's done collabs with MTA Apparel. So I'm Why not on just that. go as uh, JJ? Oh God, who's JJ? That's Spider Man. Oh, <laughs> I'm not shaving my beard. I'll be him. I'll be the JJ when he was in a uh, Batman versus oh. Superman when he had the beard. But I feel like to keep the steam going, we should have a anime themed episode of The Last Stop, and that is what we're bringing to you, the listening audience today. Um, this episode is also being translated for the deaf audience, um, so be on the lookout for the sign language podcast. We're, we're working on that one, but uh, <laughs> I'm signing away right now. You guys just can't see. Yeah, y'all hear that? That's me signing as I'm talking. That's how. I, that's how you know it's legit. But. Uh, to kick this off, this episode is going to be based on the popular new anime, My Hero Academia. It is currently, arguably, the number one anime in the world right now. Um, it ha- It's built a cult following within the last two and a half years. That's kind of dank to call it a cult, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it's one of the fastest growing uh, animes for sure. Um, it's marketed everywhere. Meg Thee Stallion, since she started rapping, has uh Todoroki Tina. Yes, yeah, yeah, she did, she did the Todoroki hair. She's been doing that since day one. Oh wow! So that's why that cover was cool. Yeah, exactly. Because icy hot. Okay. Meg Thee oh. Stallion is out here representing for the nerds. Before it was a hot girl summer, she was a nerd and you know living it up. Real nerd that's girl shit. Kinda, that's actually kind of cool. But someone said the word dank a second ago, and I have a dank question. <laughs> Midoriya or Krillin? Who wins in a fight? Krillin. I don't even that's, know. That's who. it. 
It's just Midoriya's. He meant Midoriya. Well, it's Midoriya. Look, I must say, you guys are watching the dubbed version. I don't know how the hell the guy pronounced it. but Technically, it's subbed right now. The subs don't help me say it right. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, you can just call him Deku. But yeah, if you guys don't know by now, I am joined today by... Eh, let's go from right to uh, from right to left. So we got uh, the returning guest, Levante. <sighs> you know, I... You, yeah, I'm... I'm me. I'm on social media and shit. Hello. And um, with a little bit more optimism, we have Amari to his left. Yeah, we're going around in a circle, but... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you were here, you'd see that we're all sitting in a straight line from each other, and I started from the last person to the right. Yeah, so we're going back. I, to I, I get, I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to make this like a manga where it goes from right to left, <laughs> which is clearly ironic because you don't like that. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, this is Mari the Wave. You know, Young Wave and Thal, uh, Wavecito, etc. Yeah, you know, um, we just here to talk about uh, my hero. Keep it going. Uh, who's next? <laughs> Yo, the editing on point. I'm just John. I don't know what else to say. I call myself Vintage. Yeah, I call myself Vintage and everyone comes at me for it. So. I promise we're not as depressed as we sound. <laughs> let them, can we let them know what time we're doing this? Listen, it's, it's, it's pretty late. It's pretty late. Yeah, it, it is pretty late, but. We have a lot to cover, so let's get to it. I left my wife and kids to do this tonight. <laughs> I don't even know where my kids are. All right, so we're talking about My Hero Academia. We're going to start with season one. I'm trying to make this a uh, a series on the pod. So we're going to you know, hopefully do three more episodes, four more episodes, breaking down every season to come in all the movies. Uh, but for now, we're going to talk about season one. Um, so it, for those of you who don't know, My Hero is an anime based in Japan where I don't know if it's the future. It it's might not, be it, their current day. Yeah, it's it's technically present day for us, but different. It's, it's, it's an alternate fu- universe. Yeah, it's very futuristic it and shit. Um, 80% of the human population has superpowers or a genetic mutation that they call a quirk. So that means that only 20% of the people on Earth are regular, normal people. And um, we're following a, a uh, the new protagonist, and his name is Deku, or Midoriya is his actual name. Deku is his nickname. Izuku Midoriya. Yes, Izuku Midoriya. And he was born without a quirk. And most of the kids in his class end up having quirks or something to become you know a hero potentially let me just chime in on this and say uh an example of a quirk would be like um you're born with scissor hands or you know you have the ability to produce a lot of pens from your body i mean i know those are weird but and at this point you can't put anything past this show because anything you can do that's abnormal is considered normal in or a sense. you don't even need like a superpower. You could just be born looking different. Yeah, like some people look like birds, 
Some people look like rocks. Like it, it could be like a genetic mutation to your body. Yeah, but you they actually and they actually have the things that come along with being those items. So, for example, if you're born a rock, your skin is hard. Like you, like you can be thrown against something, and the something you're thrown against will get hurt probably. Yep. Or if you're born looking like a bird, most likely you can fly. So, uh, so forget the HBO shit. This is the real Chernobyl. Uh, ba- basically, <laughs> basically, yeah, it started with a baby born, and he started glowing. I was that's, gonna say something real with. dank, but um, I know we got viewers <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Listen, man, they don't care. Oh, man. Shout out to Croatia, oh, tuning in every week. Oh, I thought she was gonna say. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I guess, no, chill. I guess I guess we all think on a similar frequency because when Manny just said. Shout out Croatia. Guess who was thinking it? Me. <laughs> I love Croatia. That I, was I, real I really, anticlimactic. I don't think I'm allowed to say what I was thinking. So, yeah. <laughs> John, are we on the same we'll, page? We'll, we'll keep it to a simmer. John, were we on the same page? Yeah. yeah. But, um, so, yeah. So, Midoriya, he's born without any quirks. Um, a minority. A true minority like the rest of us. And yeah. once... He he's also growing up. He's best friends with his uh, with his fellow classmate Bakugo slash rival. Best friends is a loop. well, and no, I'm it's saying a one sided friendship. At, at the ter- at the time before they had uh, powers, they were best friends. Yeah. Then Bakugo discovers that he has a good power. A, a good quirk. His, his quirk is his sweat is basically gasoline that it's, he can make explode. His sweat mixes with nitro nitroglycerin. Yeah. And um, he can make explosions. Yeah, so he can make it explode. And the more he sweats, the more powerful it is. And, you know, the more you use your quirk, the more you sweat. So it's a very OP type of quirk. And uh, once he discovers that he has this quirk and it's so awesome, he looks at Midoriya, who doesn't have a quirk, and he's like, you know what? I don't even fuck with you like that. Get the fuck out of my face. And he goes to hang out with his other two friends that do have quirks. But they, you know, they have sucky quirks. I don't I don't really respect that. I mean, every... Like, a show is going to have a situation like that where, you know, someone breaks off from the main character in a way that's kind of dickheadish. But that's not really... That's not really cool. I mean, only 20% of... I mean, 80% of the people in the world in this series don't have powers. Do have powers. Do do have powers. So I mean, I'm thinking, like, wouldn't it be super assholeish to abandon people who don't have powers? I mean, like, is there? Do they go into that in the show at all? Now, that's what I was getting to. So, everyone's goal is to become eventually become a hero. At least our main cast. Well, ev- everybody growing up, that's their goal. Because every everybody wants a quirk, everybody wants a power, and everybody who has a power wants to use it to become a hero. And if they don't make it into becoming a hero, you end up becoming a regular civilian. And because everybody has powers, you also have bad people who have powers, which is a rise in you know criminal activity. And that's where All Might comes in. All Might is the number one hero at the time. Um... And he's basically the uh, what Discount does he call Superman. himself? No, what what's the quote that he calls himself? It's not the face that runs the place. <laughs> it's like the uh, 
The symbol of peace. There yeah, we go. Yeah, the symbol of he calls peace. himself the symbol of peace because he knows whenever he pulls up, he's about to end that well, situation. I mean, it's a fair statement. To put it into perspective, I have a question. Would All Might be a similar, you know... To Superman? A similar, char- a, a similar sort of character trait to Roman Reigns. Uh, I mean, you didn't have to go there. I can see, I, yeah, I can see what you're trying to say. Like uh, I said, is he like Roman Reigns? Uh, kind of, I, I guess. Honestly, you want to think about, yeah. you want to think it's about a stretch this show. For sure. You want to think about this show in terms of like, you have the Justice League and then Team Titans. <laughs> That's, like, you know what? Yeah. Like, yeah. Think of, think of, uh, all Might as like Superman, and then Midoriya as a you know Rob- young Superman or Robin. Know. Robin was the yeah. Titans. or Robin, yeah. Even though, but that's Batman, but uh, yeah, you'll, you'll keep it rocking. Yeah. Put into perspective, he's called the symbol of peace because crime rates dropped to below ten percent in Japan because of him just being alive, not because he was in Japan, just because he was alive. Yeah, he was on. He was wilding. Like he he fucked shit up, <laughs> and we'll get there. But um, so yeah, so you have uh, Bakugo, right? He he stops becoming friends with Midoriya. Midoriya's goal is to become the number one hero like All Might, which is also Bakugo's goal. Now, growing up, they they grow up, they they fast forward, and Midoriya wants to sign up for the the biggest. It's the biggest superhero school i think in japan i don't know about the whole yeah, japan. world it, but it, technically it's the number one school they have one there's a ua in america as well yeah but the japan's is the so for for now for all intents and purposes we're we're gonna just uh say that this is the number one school in japan so they want to sign up for the number one hero training school in japan bakugo gets accepted midoriya barely gets accepted he gets accepted but he has no power so he wants to become a hero without a power. Well, he gets accepted after he gets his powers. No, but he's training for the... Uh... Oh, okay. Yeah, let's get into that for sure. So, um, Midoriya, he's walking home, takes a route that, you know, um, he if shouldn't have the, taken. Yeah, if you're from the Bronx, you would have been like, I'm not doing this shit. Yeah, it's like walking through Morris Park. He takes... Uh... We gonna it's it's, it's no, like, I I don't know why Hunt's point. Yeah, it's yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will gladly walk through Morris Park. It's like walking through Hunt's point. He take he takes that back road, and a sludge monster runs up on him. <laughs> <laughs> so the sludge monster can basically take over your body and live as you. I guess he never really successfully does it on the show. He just kind of. Explains it. Yeah, at one he point. he says his power and then goes. All right, I'm about to take over your body. Goes into Midoriya, his mouth. It's, it's very. He's about to take over, and all my pulls up, and he's like, "Yo, I'm about to fuck this nigga up." <laughs> Fucks up the sludge monster and puts him in a Seven Up bottle. I don't even know how he fits him in there. He just you know has him in there. Scoops when him up. He, he when he wakes blows up, blows him with one punch. Pause. Yeah. And just scoops when, him up. When Midoriya wakes up, he just sees him in the bottle. Uh, All Might's wearing some cargo pants, puts the bottle in one hand. He goes, yo, my man, I signed your book. Here's my autograph. I'm about to dip. 
But even before then, um, something building up to it was is that the Sludge Monster, like you said, had Bakugo. Mm-hmm. No, no, Bakugo this was right after. after. This happens right after. Yeah, this happens because of Midori. Actually, yeah, Midori is the reason that Bakugo almost gets yeeted. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I thought. Okay. No. Remember because so All Might Wait, jumps away, he jumps away. All Might looks down at his leg and he's like, "Oh, this nigga's still on my leg," in air, in the in midair. And then he lands on the roof. They have the greatest motivational talk of all time. All Might gets so real with them. Yes. Yeah. His secret gets revealed to this kid. All Might can't be All Might for the rest of his time because of an injury. Yeah. He, uh, he's been, he reveals that he's been injured and can only use his power. I think it's like four hours at this time or five hours a day. And he ends up, you know, running out of time and turns into his regular form. So then Midoriya, he sees that this happens. All Might explains to him why he can't let this out. And then All Might goes, oh, yeah, I got to send this guy to the cops. Goes to, in his pocket to find a 7-Up bottle with the sludge monster. And come to find out Midoriya, when he held onto his leg, kicked it. And the niggas just loose in the streets again. And now the sludge monster is in an alley again. And Bakugo is walking down that alley, and the Sludge Monster tries to take over again. But Bakugo isn't a little pushover, for lack of a better word. Yeah, he he chose the strongest person possible, the strongest kid he could have ran into. And Bakugo starts shooting explosions everywhere, even while caught. So the alleyway's a big fire, which alerts everyone. And now you got all the regular heroes. Who are they're all there. too afraid to help because they don't know how to get close without yeah. hurting, hurting either Bakugo or the buildings or the surrounding people. Then you have the uh, the sludge monster. He's there. And nobody really knows what to do. Midori is there. And he sees his, his childhood friend being consumed by this sludge monster that almost consumed him. So he has no powers. And he looks and he goes, well, I got to do what I got to do. He throws his book back, catches a sludge monster in the eye with a book. He finesses that. He finesses that with no power. <laughs> and the sludge monster is like, holy shit, my eye. Uh, uh. And then he he is distracted. Now he's now the sludge monster is like, yo, I'm about to eat everybody. Everybody going to die. And it's all y'all fault. Meanwhile, Mr. All Might is just in the crowd without his powers. just like, oh, why am I so useless? Yeah, but All Might's sitting there because he ran out of time to use his powers. And but now he, he looks at Midori in that act of ba- bravery. And he goes, oh, I got to do something. And then that's when he Detroit smashes the, uh, the sludge monster, wiping them to smithereens into little fucking dust pellets. Luckily, he's, and he's smudged dead. and doesn't kill him. Yeah. So he gets bodied. And that sets up the storyline of All Might becoming the teacher. Yeah, it's uh, found his predecessor, yeah, like the Mister Miyagi. Yeah. If, if this is like the uh, the Karate Kid, this is Mister Miyagi and Ralph Macchio. I don't even know his uh, his name in the sh- in the movie, but yeah, now he becomes the teacher to the student, and that's what sets the show off. This is the first episode. And All Might looks at uh, Midori at the end, and he goes, listen, Eat if, my you hair. Re- if you really want to be... No, that's later on. He goes, if you really want to li- uh, become a hero, I can help you become one. Come train with me. 
and that sets it off. They they start training now, and they want to set it up so that Midoriya is ready Q, when the, the uh, hero music. test comes. At the end of that oh, speech, yeah. I had a tiger <laughs> <laughs> for the beach, the, the the craziest, dirtiest beach I've ever seen possible. Oh, they this had, is, or, they had orchard beach. Orchard beach. <laughs> yeah, this is orchard. <laughs> the Japanese orchard beach. Orchard beach looks beautiful compared to that beach. And the Lotus Beach. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, pretty much he has him train. Uh, he has him. He he told him, all right, if you want to, you know get my powers or if you want to get to where i'm at then you got to clean this whole beach mind you this beach was pretty much a landfill whole bunch of trash heavy items at that um <laughs> fridges yeah like shit like that big uh, ass who, items. who dumped these fridges on this beach i mean who, like, who I said, like i said it had to have been a landfill so um midoriya cleans it up by his goddamn self no all, power one yeah, person no powers he cleans it up by himself uh you know he's constantly coming home tired uh scars on his body um but you can see the progression and that's the beauty of the show you can see the progression of his actual body uh you he know gets, he gets a little tone yeah he gets toned you can see he's starting to form muscles and stuff um because in order to maintain this quirk he has to build up his body to at least be able to sustain it especially yeah. since his body wasn't born with it it has it's not used to it yeah when 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 you first see him he's a little scrawny kid by the end of his training montage he's swole he he got big no no, 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 he's, no, not no. Swole. he's not swole. He's, he's swole by another season but he, i won't say that but he's he's pretty much he's toned he's he, he's his same no, form with ripped. just cuts he yeah, just yeah. Toned. Cuts. cut up that's it literal cuts and actual muscle cuts <laughs> um but yeah, he you know he takes his training serious. Um, the thing about the quirk is, is that the reason why he had to train so hard is because he could actually die if he used his quirk too much. You know, it, it gets tricky. His yeah, body would just break. His the the quirk in in uh, in discussion right now is it? It's like a super strength type of the uh, type of deal. It's called all for one. Yeah, which will get explained like uh, one for all. We'll, we'll, yeah, one, one for all. all. One for all. It, it'll so be explained <laughs> later on once uh in in the upcoming episodes because it'll make more sense to discuss then. But um he eventually, you know, does the uh the entry exam to get into the school. He I don't want to explain everything because then what's the point of even watching the show? So we just I, run you we'll down just, the whole thing. Yeah, we're just running down it so you understand what's going on. He barely gets accepted into UA. Gets there, barely passes his first test. Yeah, he, he does all the all the tests and everything. And now I want to fast forward into him getting into his class. So I feel like this is a, a, a more important part of of the story. Because with this anime, it's one of the more uh bigger casted animes that I've seen. Because most animes they'll show it like some people now and again. But this is like a, a, a full classroom. You have, I, I believe, I believe there's about 20 different students in this class. So thinking about that, like that is a... Oh, yeah, close to 30. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of people. No, it's 20. It's 20 in dot. You look it up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's exactly 20 students. So you, get, you got 20 students. That's, I mean, 20 different, that's 20 different characters plus All Might. 
plus the teacher, plus the second class. Yeah, so you have you have a lot of characters that you have to focus excluding on, excluding the villains, excluding the other heroes. And the the problem with with this is that Japanese people they they use first names sometimes, then they use last names sometimes to address the same people, then they use a nickname sometimes. And then there's a different nickname sometimes. Well, I mean, it's because the last name is a formal way. But that's what someone. I'm saying. So it, it's a very confusing show to get used to because... If you're not used to Japanese culture, yeah. Yeah, you you got to focus on so many different names being said. So you're you're sitting there like, oh, you have... His name is Midoriya, but it's also Deku. But it's also... What's, what's his other Izuku's name? Izuku's his last name. Izuku. That's his last like, name. you got three different names that they call this kid throughout the whole show. And it's like that for most characters. I just want to point out in this show they don't have any belly, belly buttons or nipples. But I, oh, You know, I forget that every time. I, I, I don't know <laughs> if that's a quirk in itself, but just keep in mind that that's a thing. <laughs> I never looked. Um... So I wanna I wanna break down this uh this classroom just so the, the listeners know uh you know who to look out for and what are what are their quirks. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go in classroom order. Yeah, start with the top three. No, 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 no. this is the first season. We can't we can't do the top three. Fair enough. So we're at we're gonna start in seating order. That way I wanna make this as in depth in po- as possible. So we got uh you what's his name? Yuga? Belly button. <laughs> yeah, like they never address this guy by his name. Naval laser. Yeah, he has Oh damn, is it Ayoyama? Ayanama? Yeah. Ayoyama. Ay Ayoyama. That's his that's his first name. Now, this is the most flamboyant character I've ever seen on any TV show. This kid is out there and he is hilarious. Uh, his quirk is that he has basically a laser beam that shoots out of his uh, his belly button. His navel, navel laser. <laughs> <laughs> but every but, time he shoots, but that like beam. there's like little glitter that comes out of it, and like he's very he's a very feminine type of guy. But they never really address what you know. It's fourteen year old kids. We he, can't really it's, get it's into subtle it. progression. Okay, so progressiveness. Um, He's like, <laughs> like I, I, I don't even know who to compare him to, but like, he, like a prince type of guy. Yeah, yeah. He dresses the like the shirts yeah. are similar. He's very uh, confident, full of himself, um, metrosexual. Uh, you know, just all about himself. Uh, that's pretty much the best way you can put it. Like, I, like I said, I try to find somebody. Yeah, to compare him to. It, he has a he has a actually laughs a lot. <laughs> yeah, he he's a he's a very funny like you know ice breaking character. So we have him at number one, and number two we have Mineta. Uh, Mineta? Is it Mineta? No, no. Oh, no Mina Ashido. Mina. Yeah. Mina Ashido. Uh, she is like a pink. She has horns. Uh. She, I don't know her how quirk, to describe her, her quirk is acid. There, quirk, there's no other way to describe she, it. Yeah, she it's produces acid. acid. Like it will burn you. It's acid. But I feel like there's something else on top of the like. She can also use the acid to like skate on the floor. Yeah, she can produce acid well, yeah, from anywhere in the body. She uses yeah. acid to her. Advantage. Yeah, she like her. Yeah, her body just produces acid. It's and, liquid, by the way. Just yeah, it's like 
it's weird to describe, but uh, once you see it, it makes sense. But she's also a cooler looking design character. You know, she got the horns, the all pink going on. Oh, just to just to explain real quick, some quirks have drawbacks on the person's body. Well, so every like, quirk, every every quirk no. has its limit. No, no, well, it's it has like a, a limit. It's like a yes. muscle in your body. Yeah. But not not some of them have like drawbacks. Like yeah. for example, like uh, flamboyant Aoyama, he gets a stomachache every time he uses his yeah. quirk. She doesn't have any of those type of drawbacks. She just can't do it the entire time. Because, again, it's like a muscle. Exactly. Um, and then next we have Suyo Asui. Um, she likes to be called Sue. Yeah. She, her quirk She's is frog. Is frog. She's literally just a frog. Like, she acts like one sticks to walls. She has a very elongated, like a elongated tongue. Can her, swim. When they describe it well. in the show, they literally go... Her quirk is whatever a frog can do. Yeah, <laughs> and it's that's what it is. Like she can store things in her in her in her belly as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't think there is any further explanation. Explanation. Yeah. Explanation if you see a frog, her. you're looking at her. Exactly. Um, then we have Tenyaida. He is the class representative. I like to call him horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Um, his quirk is that he has like engines in his leg, in well, his in calves, both his legs, yeah. both his calves, and his whole family has this quirk. I don't know how his father met his mother, because they're also superheroes and they have the same quirk. Yeah, they and they they come from a superhero family, well well off, like they have money. They're they're I don't know where they're his ranked. Brother, his brother is also a superhero. Yeah, his like, his brother's a famous superhero as well. In addition to his parents being both superheroes, yeah. So they they they're pretty wealthy. Uh, they're well known, um, which is something I did not mention. Uh, superheroes in this world, they're the paid. They're paid for. They're yeah. For they're paid work. celebrities by rank, though. Exactly. They're paid by rank. So, for example, All Might would be considered one of the richest exactly. heroes. And all these, yeah, all these superheroes, they make a lot of money. They're celebrities, but they're also, like, police officers in a sense. Police officers that are allowed, special forces, because they're allowed to use their quirks. So yeah. with that being they said. They have licenses. Tenya, yeah. Tenya, he has the most potential because he's one of the smarter students. Tenya? Because they, they all have to come up with nicknames. I can't remember. I was, pretty I was much. trying to remember that. He takes, it, his, he takes his brother's name. No, no. He doesn't. Yeah. it's in, he, he takes his name because, remember, well, this is coming later on anyway. Well, you're right. Yeah. Technically, he uses his name because he doesn't want to shame his brother. Yeah. Until, until yeah. But Tenya, he's one of the strong, one of the stronger characters in this group. But he's not top He's probably like number four. I Within the say, classroom, he's not. He's I wouldn't not say. He's I wouldn't four. say he's one of the stronger ones. I'd just say he's more of a leader. He's uh, yeah. He's definitely a, he. He wants to be a leader. Nobody else really wants. He's to be actually a leader in that the, class. the class leader. Yeah. to be exact. He steps up. He takes the. That's how he becomes class representative. Well, actually. no, he he doesn't. I think Deku was recommends voted. him. Yeah, Deku was voted class by rep, by by a by majority, ten- and then. Deku's like, I don't really want to do this. My I'm boy Tenya's going to do this. So after that, we're, we're with, uh, Och- what, is, what is her name? Och- Ochaku. Odoraka. Ochaku? Ochaku? Yeah. Listen, these names are Japanese. I just call these people nothing. I just watch the show. We yeah we we you come up you come up with your own nicknames as you watch. Yeah, like, watching this show, we, you just gotta make it up. Gravity as you go. Girl, 
that's that's, <laughs> that's a good her one. quirk. Like that's... I like I said, like for each one, you got you know you got frog belly button. So her quirk is uh, anything she touches loses gravity, but or gains gravity. Yes, or gains gravity, so it becomes lighter or floats away, or heavier and stays down. Until and then she decides. Yeah, she if she touch... uses it too much. She can. Uh, she also gets sick. She also gets like. Yeah, a, she she, gets she, she throws up and shit like that. So her quirk works because she has these like finger pads on, literally the tips of her fingers. So when she touches it, she hits touches you, whatever she wants. You float. She touches them again. She deactivates her quirk. But the, uh, her quirk is actually convenient because her parents are construction workers. Poor. So they're with, poor. With her quirk, no, well, they own their own construction business. They are poor. They, they're chilling. She's there because they are poor. Listen, she just assumes they're poor. She does I, not just assume. She 14, genuinely says, "Yo, when you're 14, you don't know what's going on." But she she can uh, use her quirk in that field if need be. You know, make things lighter. Which and is why she's there to get her license so she can use her quirk in public. Exactly. Her goal is to become a hero so she can financially uh, support her family. A real one. But then we have uh, Mashiro Ojiro. That's his name. And his quirk is that he has a tail. (laughs) Nothing crazy. Just just a tail. Imagine a human tail in real life. It's disgusting. But um, he also knows, like, martial arts and karate and stuff like that. So he tries his best. Yeah, he's he's. People make fun of him because he has the tail, but he's actually he's pretty physically, dope. He could fuck me up in Com- a Yeah, hand-to-hand, he, he's elite. And he can use his tail for that. And then we have uh, Kaminari. And he's basically Pikachu. He's out here. You know, he has electricity. Pikachu with the biggest drawback of if he uses too much of his electricity, he's going dumb-dumb. Yeah, he becomes the stupidest person ever. And it's pretty hilarious. It's the funniest one of the funniest parts of watching the show because like he has to ch- pick and choose when he's going to use his full percent his full potential because if he doesn't then it's game over he's he pretty much rendered useless for the entire time um following we have Ejiro. uh i don't even know Ejiro. Rock. rock yeah he he's basically he turns to stone and there's nothing else. Kirishima, this is easier to say. Yeah, Kirishima. That's the uh that's that's one of the top guys too. Because uh not only is he good in combat, but he can also turn into solid rock and not take much damage. But the only drawback is stamina. Yeah, his stamina while being in rock form isn't that high. Um then we have Koji, Koji Kuda. Um, he's he's one of the nicest characters in the show. He's just a nice guy, just hanging out, wanting to chill. Doesn't say much, um, but his quirk is that he can talk to animals, and he uses it further down the line on the show, and uses and shows like how powerful he can actually be. Like, just imagine someone who could talk to animals and be like, yo, my guy, yo, pull up. These guys are about to fuck me up. I he's need so help. nice, they just listen. Yeah, he's just a, a, a soft-spoken guy, but that's part of the, the genius of this character, that someone so soft-spoken has to speak in order to use their quirk. Then we have... Sato. Yeah, Sato. <laughs> he, 
His uh, his quirk is I think they call it sugar rush. Yeah, that's exactly what they call it. Um, for every gram of sugar he consumes, he gets like five minutes of of muscles or something like that. So or like ten percent more power, something sort of something like, like that. superhuman strength. Yeah, he gets superhuman strength for a limited amount of time for the sugar he consumes. But his drawback is literally he will crash. Yeah, he'll have the sugar rush, and you know you know what happens. Um, then we have Shoji, who is one of the weirdest characters we could possibly explain. His quirk is that he has like these wings, and on these wings he can either grow an ear, uh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, he can grow Excellence. like extra, you know, hands and stuff like that. Um, there's no real drawback to his he quirk. He doesn't have any. He's just chilling. Um, then we have Jiro. And her her quirk is earphone, earphone jack. jack. Yeah, <laughs> she has earphone jacks hanging down her ears. That's her earlobe, and is she it? she can use them to listen in on you know conversations being had, or she can use them to amplify and days. I guess would be the best way to explain it. Yeah, like a fl- like a stun. Yeah, like yeah, it's like a flat uh, an audio an audible flashbang. She'll like confuse. Yeah, she yeah. has speakers designed into her costume and her legs, so that she can plug in her earphone jacks and just dank noise your face. And like her parents are rock stars or whatever, so it makes sense. It 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 makes sense into her character. Then we have uh, Seto, and his quirk <laughs> is that. In his elbows, he can shoot tape the way Spider-Man shoots webs. That's how he uses it. Um, he can just shoot tapes. Yeah, but his tape is not that strong at the moment. It's more like a scotch tape type of material. But they said he can eventually build up into a, like a stronger duct tape the more he uses it. So we'll keep you posted on Seto and his tape. And sometimes it can even be double-sided. So, you know, he's out here. Then we have Rashawn Don's favorite. This one's for you. Uh, Tokoyami, who I don't know why everyone refers to him as Dark Magician. If you know why, uh, hit me up and let me know. But his quirk, well, number one, he looks like a bird. And number two, his quirk is that he has a dark shadow that is basically another living being. Yeah, they call it a quirk. Dark shadow calls himself a demon. Yeah, but like... That's possessing... the darker the darker the room is, the more powerful the shadow is because it can eventually become the entire room in a sense. And nighttime, control it. nighttime yeah. is a blast for this kid. But uh, in the daytime, it's just like a, a the nicest you know character. He's just chilling. He's a very nice guy. So his, his shadow is pretty cool. Um, he's a pretty cool character overall. Then we have Todoroki. Todoroki is the son of the number two villain Endeavor. And his quirk is that he is half number two hero. Number two hero. Yeah, number two hero. Uh, his quirk is that he is half fire, half ice, aka icy hot. Yes, and he is very. He's an OP character because basically he doesn't have many weaknesses besides himself. Yeah, he's his own weakness, and his body is. All right, so Endeavor looked for someone to breed with to breed the perfect child. That is Todoroki. His exactly. flames burn him on one side, but the ice on the other side is able to regulate the heat so he doesn't burn himself. So And the ice, then the heat regulates the ice so he doesn't give himself frostbite. And he, he literally has the perfect quirk. 
because he he doesn't really have a, a setback besides you know uh, not being trained in using his fire as much as he wants to, which he eventually does. But yeah, it was more of a stubbornness thing. That yeah, that's coming up. Then we have Toru. What the hell? Who the hell is this? That's the Invisible Girl. Yeah. Listen, these names, I'm telling you, very hard to get by. Her quirk is that she's invisible. I don't know if I need to say more on that. that, that no, that's, that's it. it. That's, that's, that's it. She's invisible. <laughs> that's it. Then you we look have, at her in a school uniform, you don't see her body. She's invisible. Yeah, it's just a, a school uniform. Then we have Katsuki Bakugo. This one. is the one we was talking about earlier with the sweat, nitroglycerol. Yes. We, yeah, we bang. explained this quirk and everything. Basically, he can make explosions and fires and anything you want. Then we got the main character, Midoriya, also coming in. Who um, was born quirkless, but now has the uh, the super strength. One eating all. some hair. There you go. So, um, And then we have my personal favorite character, Minoru Mineta. The biggest 14-year-old pervert you will ever meet. He is a 100% perv um he's he's the embodiment of two horn like he is walling beyond belief you he, remember how Terry horniness. Crews got in trouble for masturbating too much they had a competition yeah. Mineta, Mineta's power is that he can uh he has these balls on his head like round spherical uh, balls. It's so weird to describe. And he can throw them and it sticks to anything besides himself. It's called Grape Rush, like his like whole thing. Yeah, because the balls are also purple and they look like grapes. Or he bleeds when he takes too much out. Yeah, that's his drawback. Uh, too much use of his quirk literally causes him to bleed from his scalp. But uh, his quirk, I don't know. Well, I know how he got in. The reason he's in this program is because he's smarter than people think. So he's the pervert. Yeah, he, yeah. He, 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 like people. Nobody takes him serious because he's such a pervert. But he's so smart that he can actually eventually become something. Is I guess what they see in him. And then last. And then finally, we have Momo. Um, she is a rich. The uh, richest. Yeah, the one of the richest uh students in the school. Um they didn't show what her parents do. She was also recruited to the school she because was, she, she was a recommendation. It, yes. Yeah. She was in so in this class there's only two people who were accepted based on recommendation. Uh Todoroki was one of them because his father obviously is Endeavor. And number two is Momo. Is Momo. It, she was I think she was accepted on recommendation before Todoroki. Yes, based yeah. on her grades in her middle school, just the yeah. overall ability she, and her family. She's a super. She's a super smart girl. Her family's rich, and her quirk is basically she can make whatever item she wants as long as she knows the biological specifics, matter. The super detailed specifics. Yeah, she has to know item. what the item is made of, what the sizes are, things like that. Which her but she's so smart that yeah. she remembers all of these. But things. she has to eat. In order to produce, he essentially yeah, poops everything um, out of the body. I yeah. forgot what is it. I forgot what the name is. I think it's creation, but I don't remember. No, yeah, no, I'm saying the creation. the name of it's not it's not fibers, but it's something. Uh, oh, matter. No, no, the thing that she she needs to consume, that the quirk is built off carbs. 
It's like a car. No, she. Well, she. No, she could literally just eat anything. To she just needs to consume. Yeah, food. yeah. But I think it's based off of the proteins. I think it. The they, the they said protein, a specific a specific. I don't know what the word yeah, is. Yeah, but the, it's basically protein. The the more protein she eats, the more the she better. can create. Yeah. Um, but that's the whole class right there. Um, you know, now that you know the whole class, it's like every you know how every anime usually has like its belief system or basis uh, behind it. So, like for example, Naruto. The basis for it was never give up on your dream, right? Regardless of how low on the totem pole you may be, um, you know. Usually, most shows have that, but this uh, is sort of like um, showing how how much you value your growth, and then the process along with it. Mm-hmm. Like it had, like if if you want to get technical, the saying is it has to be ugly before it gets pretty. Yeah, and. Um, Actually, at the beginning of the show, uh, Midoriya uh, narrates uh, himself, and he says, "This is my story of how I became the greatest, exactly, uh, the greatest hero of all time." Uh, and so it's just him showing his journey from beginning to end. How do you guys feel, like, in terms of like that being the basis of the show? How do you guys feel that? Like, he's portraying himself. Like, how do you feel? I don't know how to describe it, but, like... Well, this this is one of those those shows where, like, we're in season three right now. Season four is about to drop uh, two weeks from now, I believe. And this show, I would say, is, like, built on patience. Because even three seasons in, it's still training and shit like that. So that first season, that 13 episodes, it was a quick introduction to everyone. It shows you how it shows you the potential, but it shows it also shows you how much they have to work to reach that potential. It introduces you to the pretty side of the world and the ugly of the world. See, but the thing is is that you're also um growing with the characters. Yeah. And so uh you see their trials and tribulations, you see them uh having their ups and downs, uh you know, just like any normal kid. Yeah, like, they may not be normal in terms of the fact that they got superpowers and stuff, but they still go through issues that, you know, most teenagers would go through. You know, you got some girl, you know, some girls, you know, like having boy problems, like in boys mm-hmm. and stuff. For example, you know. Midoriya gets nervous talking to Ochako because... Well, he's never talking to any girl. Yeah, really. he's never talked to yeah. any girl. So he, it's like a classic, a shy little teenage boy. Like, oh, oh, yeah. I don't know what's yeah. to you. Yeah. Oh. These these are like little kids, and they're. It, it's one of those shows that uh, it shows that these kids, even though they're kids, they they have to grow up way faster than anybody else. Yeah, and that's because of the uh, the inevitable villain to come. Yeah, uh, the fact that. All Might is dying out slowly. Um, the fact that there's going to be a need for new heroes and more heroes at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, new villains are constantly popping up. Because there's new villains constantly popping up. And, um, you know, like we mentioned before, All Might is the symbol of peace. And if the symbol of peace goes, then that can breed chaos along the way. Exactly. It's, it's, like, it's like no Batman in Gotham. Their teacher, yeah, Aozawa, aka Eraserhead, who has probably one of the most useful quirks, which is to t- to momentarily 
disable you. Disable your quirk. Like uh, as long as he doesn't blink, you don't have a quirk. Yeah, so he, you he's able to take away your power for as long as he has his eyes open. He's the teacher for this class, yeah. by the way. Um He's the the figurehead, the the uh yeah, just the teacher of the of the class. And he prepares them immediately for the idea of villains will try to kill you, they do not yeah. care. If you if you've seen like a, a Naruto, he's basically the Kakashi sensei. He's the uh in Dragon Ball Z Really, Piccolo, I guess, uh, like later on, like a later on, to Piccolo. Kid Gohan. Yeah, yeah, he's your he's your average uh, teacher in any show. Yeah, in every anime, there's there's a character like Eraserhead, so he fills that role. I think he fills it in well because he doesn't really show any affection towards all of his classmates, but he has it. But he, yeah, everybody knows that he, you know he fucks with his class heavy. And he knows that he got a bunch of savages in his in his group. And just to give you a heads up, once they introduce the villains, every hero changes their mindset about how to teach their kids. Yep. Except for Eraserhead. He's sticking to the script. But he's just knowing that he has to push them even harder because he knows they have to grow up quicker. And the beauty about it is that they're 14. They had an interaction with the villains at a very young age compared to everyone else in their school. Yeah, they were yeah, they were literally attacked. Yeah. And like usually, you know, when a fourteen year old gets into a fight or something, they they can go to somebody uh to have their back or help or you know, you, you usually have a principal come or mm-hmm. somebody, but at this point there was actually nobody there, so uh, they had to figure out how to survive on their own. It was a flight or fight reaction. And, uh, you know, they were trapped in this dome, no communication to the outside. This, is, so. this was an organized villain attack. And according to the teachers at the time, this doesn't really happen ever since All Might became popular. Yeah. So they, they're a new organization popping off, and they're just ready to... Tactically, they're trying to make a statement. Children. Yeah. They're trying to make a statement. See, the thing about villains is, is that they have their own idea uh, ideals, and it's like, you know, they're not saying like the the beauty about the show is, is that their ideals. You got to think about it and be like, I like, I understand where they're coming from for mm-hmm. this, but I can't really support it because they're use like they're willing to harm people. To get their point across, yeah, that that's another great uh, part that the uh, the creators of the show they made it so that the villains you look at them and you're like you don't you don't agree with them but you empathize with what they're saying. It creates conflict within yeah. you because it's like, well, it, like it says I'm supposed to choose heroes over villains, but it's like, well, if you can empathize and sort of see where the villains are coming from. Then it's like, uh, like, it's hard to, it's hard. It, it makes it hard for you to play one side. Like, you're literally stuck in the middle on like both sides in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Just, just to, for example, one of the show's main villains. His name is Shigaraki. Well, well, we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're get gonna into get to the, the yeah. oh. before we get into the villains. Um, who are your favorite uh, students in the uh, in class one A? Todoroki, based on design, immediately. Todoroki based being, on design. Icy Hot? Yeah, Icy Hot. Based uh, yeah, on yeah. design, when as soon as he was appeared, he's also very 
He's a very cold, stoic character in the beginning mm-hmm. of the show. So based on design, based on his personality, he was like, it was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And he's more, he's one of the prodigies of the classroom. Right. Me, I'd have to say, um, one of my favorite, well, I have a, uh, I have a few favorites. I'd say, uh, Momo, uh, the one yeah. that creates, um, Bakugo and, um, and, uh, Denki, the one that, you know, shocks everybody and goes, uh, brain dead pretty oh, much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, and, and Lydia. Yeah, well, honestly, I, I generally like the whole classroom. Class one yeah. A, they're generally all good characters. Mineta being my niece favorite because he's just the biggest pervert, but he's pretty funny. That's why he's my favorite. If I had to rank, because you can relate. I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting I'm putting uh, Mineta up there. I'm putting Deku up there for sure, and then I'm also putting Todoroki in there for for one hundred percent because he reminds me of Zuko from uh, the Avatar: The Last Airbender. He has a scar in his face. Yeah, on, on the yeah. Same he eye. he also has a scar in his face, just like Zuko. That you'll find out later where he gets it from. Later season topic. Um. Now, with that being said, who are your least favorite characters in uh, Class One A? I already, I already said mine. Mineta, just because yeah, he's the biggest pervert. I don't know why people don't like. Actually, Mineta no. That to much. be honest, Mineta. It's not that I don't like him. Cause I do like him. It's Mineta and Invisible Girl. I was gonna her say, because. I, I was going to say Koji, the uh, one that speaks to animals, because... Yo, he's mad cool. He, I, but I like him later on, so I don't want to yeah, say I don't like him. Just I don't like him because I feel like he's just there filling up space. Yeah, in season one, he definitely just fills up space. Um, he's there for later, further character development. So, I, the, so is Ojiro uh, with the tail. He's also filling up space. Yeah, but th- that's the thing. I feel like you have to balance out your classes. Well, yeah, you, you got to have all the strong ones in one class. But technically, that's what this class is. You gotta have yeah. Um, you gotta have place for this. No, technically yeah. they they have because they do have another class. Yeah, class B is. The second. But that's a, yeah, that's a, we'll get into that one. That's also another at a later date. Yeah, and I think the next episode it would be. Yeah, no, literally the no, that, no, next episode. So uh, following that, um, let's list off the uh, the heroes and villains. We'll start with the uh, the villains, just to uh, switch it up a little bit. And our first villain that we see is the Sludge Monster, I guess. But I don't Talk even know if he, yeah, I don't is, know if we is, count him. He's a he was a low tier villain that just yeah he he got washed. Yeah, he was trash. But um, one of the heroes would be. Is it? Um, we already spoke about All Might, the number one hero. Ah ah ah! You don't want free smoke? That's there you go, Superman. Let's see. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find the right list of the main villains. Oh, League of Villains. So yeah, the League of Villains. Perfect. Um, I believe the first one we see in order would be Tamura Shigaraki. Tamura. Um, I. I don't know how to like. He's his, uh, he I, is the uh, pretty much the figurehead or the uh, the. He's like a spoiled brat type of leader. He, of he's this. he's the equivalent of Midoriya, but for the villains. Yeah, but he's not he's not a leader. He's more of a. He's uh, the one high ranking. He's he's really just trying to organize villains so that they can at least yeah. uh, attack as a unit mm-hmm. and actually have. Uh, Chance values for behind their belief system. We we can't say who's in charge of them, but 
That's a he spoiler. he would be the second in command. I would guess he he's like the 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 mobile. He's type the of face. Guy. The one yeah. uh, the the exactly. one you're talking about is behind the scenes. Running he in. also, in my opinion, has the coolest character design out of everybody else. Like you know, he got the hands all over the family hands. Yo, There's he's father just dead dope. center, then mother on his neck. And I forgot what the other one was. I mean, I, I want to assume sister and brother, but... Yeah, he he's just wildin'. He he just looks wild. It's a To me, it's a great design. His quirk is called Decay. If you're wondering what it does, if he touches you with all five of his fingers, you will do exactly that. Yeah, bas- well, that part of you. Like, if he touched your arm, your arm would decay, depending on how long he touched it. Um, And then it's we rather have... rather quickly. It's not a slow build. It's a rather quick build. Yeah. Um, but then we have Kaji, uh, Kajiri, right? Yeah, uh, you said his name right. Yeah. yeah. He is, I, I think they called him a general at one point. He's pretty much just a, uh... Kurugiri, I'm sorry. Yeah. He's pretty much just, uh, second in command. Uh, yeah. Like, the, the... He's there to supervise Shikaraki. Yeah. He, he makes sure, he makes sure that... Everything goes according to plan because you ever seen, Shigaraki's uh, such a like reckless. Yeah, he's right, so reckless. reckless to put this in, to put this in as basic as possible. In Austin Powers, you have Doctor Evil, and then you have Number Two. Mini-me? He's literally Number Two. <laughs> oh, no, number, he's literally oh, they, Number Two. <laughs> like he's there to put Doctor Evil in check, and you know uh, Kogiri is uh, there to put um, him in check as well. So. And it, it, to be honest, it works out. But um, they also have what is called a nomu. A nobu is a man-made. Um, I don't even know how to describe. They it. took a person and put a bunch of quirks into. He's a science experiment. They put a bunch of quirks into him. They numbed his. He's brain dead. Yep. He's just a machine built with a shit ton of quirks, and it only has one intention in mind. And once it has that one goal. It won't stop until that goal is achieved or it dies. The one goal that it has that they programmed into it is to kill, kill yeah, All Might. To kill All Might, the number one hero. And even at that point, they knew they weren't going to kill him. They just wanted to send a message that that's what they had. Um, but now moving on to heroes, because this is, you know. Season one has yeah. doesn't have like a lot of See, we don't really, we It don't introduces really. the idea. Honestly, yeah, we don't really need heroes more so the yeah, teachers. We, all my yeah, that's what I was gonna hero get into. thirteen. The teachers you really need to know are just Aizawa. Yeah, all my eraser head uh, thirteen, and that's present Mike is there. You're right. present present Mike. He's there during the uh, the testing. Yes, he's, he's, he's like watching. The, he's the proctor. He's one of the proctors. One of them, and the nurse. Yeah, the nurse is also there. Um, she kisses you. Your boobs go away. Yeah, that's it, her quirk. Her quirk yeah, yeah, yeah. is very convenient. She she filled her role perfectly. Uh, recovery girl is yeah, her name. Recovery girl. Um, Lunch rush is also there. He's the chef. Apparently, he makes the best food in the entire, in the entire school. Yeah. Um, and I think that does it for season, season one, one. Yeah, that's season that's one. Heroes and villains. It's nothing. Nothing crazy. That's just how it starts off. But um, to go back to. Something that Omari mentioned about villains and their ideals. Just to give you an example. Shigaraki's ideal is that you can't save everyone. 
That is what he's trying to put. You can't save everyone. That is his ideal. That's it. That's literally it. They also uh, believe that um, the idea of heroes is uh, overrated in the sense that uh, why are they glorified and that's a that's a that's a specific. If you've seen the show, that's a specific character. Well, you know, and yeah. then no, the, no, no, the no, villains no, no. that follow him. No, but um, you're right in a sense. But it it literally does come down to that, like. Like well, yeah, they they in, all they all hate heroes in terms that, for uh, that specific. In terms that villains literally their their ideals is is that um, it's it's literally just to go against the heroes. Like it, yep. that's plain and simple. Like um, I can't really speak about it as John said, but um, yeah, their idea. I they have their own ideals, and like I said, they bring valid points to the table with them. It's just how they go about doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was going to say uh, my initial reaction, actually, when I first saw the show. So uh, I forgot how I found out about it. Somebody told me about it. And then uh, I watched the first episode and I was like, nah, I can't really get into it. It's kind of slow. Boring to me. But it was a lot of crying at first. Yeah, a it, whole lot of whining, complaining. Yeah, Midoriya, Midoriya definitely, Midoriya is definitely a very insecure little boy. It's, yeah, it's, which is rightfully but so. But you also got to realize, like, just like any show, like, it's very hard to start off a new show and have it grab your attention. Like, you got to stick with it for at least about a good five to ten episodes. If you ain't grasped by the eight episode, I think. Then it ain't for you, right? But yeah, luckily you, you have to give it time. Luckily, sure. animes are twenty minutes long without the intro and the end. Yeah, so you can pretty much, um, you know, fly through them. Fly through them, but if you are to watch any show, I think you should let the show start and get to about ten episodes, and then you start it so you can binge watch and sort of see where it's going with it. Because at first, like it's. They have to bring up a general topic mm-hmm. and then narrow it down to, uh, you know, one person and then build up the rest of the characters. Right. Yeah, luckily, the show luckily my hero has pretty good pacing. Yeah. Especially with the the amount of characters that yeah. it has. Main, like, there's some main characters, but the amount of supporting characters that they have that they have to make you care about. And that eventually, you know, everyone has their spotlight, so... There's something for someone. Like, not everybody can like everyone, is which is understandable. But they'll give you someone to like. You'll you'll find somebody that's not a main character that you can resonate with. Yeah, like, they try to make it relatable in a sense. Yeah. Like, like I said, you know, they make these kids still go through regular life problems, even though they have these superhero quirks. Um, my thing is, is that. Uh, it's just you can't really like all right so for example you know how you have like boxing fights and how they build it up right what the show does is that even though they're progressing the characters along and uh you know you're growing with them you can tell that there's going to be a big fight later on Mm -hmm. and you're waiting for that and the the fighting in the show is yeah when they give you a fighting scene they give you they give you a fight it is high quality yeah it's a good thing they're they're a high-profiting staff. Now, I liked what you said earlier, Mari, saying what your initial thoughts on the show were. 
Uh, what about you, John? What would you say your first thoughts when you first started watching the show were? Well, see, I kind of found out the same way about Marvel. Like, I'm an anime head. I would, I definitely watch a shit to an anime. And this, I'm going to just say this really quick. This is a good gateway to animes if you don't watch anime. Mm-hmm. You know? what, with that being said, like, some of the things they show, like, before commercials and after commercials, they'll, sh- they'll pop up, like, a random character on the screen. And show, like, they'll give you their stats, like height, weight, birthday. They'll show their quirk. Blood type. They, yeah, they, they'll give all these details. So when you're casually watching, you'll, you'll pick something up about another character. It doesn't have to be the main character. Just a little quick reminder. Hey, like, this person's still here. Exactly. But it, it's usually a character in that story. That way you know, oh, yeah, this is what this guy does. I haven't seen him in, like, a couple episodes. They just fact check you real exactly. quick. Exactly. They give you nice little facts. Uh, so, yeah, John, keep going. But for far. me, again, because I watch a lot of anime, my YouTube recommendation is filled with random anime sometimes. And this came out in, like, 2016. And I kept seeing it pop up all over the place. And at the time that I started watching it, season one was already over. So I got to sit down and binge it. And I was like, wow, this is great. And then season two was already coming out. So I was like, oh, wow. I, like, like Omari, I thought the first episode was like, eh. I was like, ah, whatever. But as I kept watching, it was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think I caught the show, I want to say, I want to say about five episodes in. So Yeah, because you were definitely watching season three on time. I I remember the the group chat convos where. As soon as season three came out, I watched it. I was up. I want to say I was up to date. Like I said, I was up to date after the fifth episode. And like I said. You know, if you ain't caught up by the eighth episode of any show, then it's probably not for you. So for me to get, you know, acclimated and, you know, really into it by the uh, fifth episode, you know, I was invested. I can say that it did a good job, uh, you know, trying to move at a a moderate pace. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. I just know by the time I saw the All My Fight, I was hooked. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. I wanted to say that uh honestly there's like there's a lot of anime out there. Like a lot of anime it's, out it's there. It's crazy but how it's much it's very but it's very hard to produce good quality anime. Um especially from the beginning. Yeah. And you know, like I said, a big part of any story that you want to see in any show is is that you have to have ideals, good character development, good characters in general. And then you have to have, like, a purpose for the show. Like, Mm -hmm. if you just put out a show with just a whole bunch of superheroes always fighting, then it's like, all right, well, I know what to expect. It kind of gets boring. Exactly. Um, The only show that could get away with it at this point is Dragon Ball, is Dragon Ball series. But that's because they already had series before that that explained it. Right. So you can just put together a bunch of fighters and have them fight it out and you'll be hooked. But... For the most part, when you're a new anime starting, you have to have like a blueprint as to how you're gonna do it and execute it as well as possible. And I can honestly say, my hero executed it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it's your next big anime. Honestly, like everybody knows Naruto, everybody knows One Piece, everybody knows, uh, you know, Bleach, yeah, like, Bleach, like Dragon Ball. Yeah. Just so, to put it into perspective. My Hero, the first season, they were only they had a green light for, to make and produce only one season. But the show became so popular within that one season that they just kept going. 
and from there it's still growing. The first time I saw uh, my hero was on the cover of a Shonen Jump where they were showing all the characters. And I remember I took a screenshot because I was like, who is this kid with the green hair? He was like looking up at Naruto and doing the same posesism. And then I was like, I thought he was a new character in Naruto. And then that's when I found out what the show was about and that it's a totally different show. And I took that as, even then, before I even watched a single episode, that this was the, the person that they had yeah, as They're next making up. this the, he's, Midoriya is the next new kid, he's the new kid on the block that they're trying to make the main face yep. now, for the next generation anime. Now, um, John is the, uh, he, like he said, he's the, he's a, he's a very huge anime fan. I'd say he's probably the biggest anime fan out of all of us here. Um, I think I'd come in at second. Definitely, then, well, yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I and, literally and only Manny, know Manny's, Naruto. Yeah, Manny's your casual, so yeah, super you know, cash. So you know, John said that. Uh, you know, he caught on to it kind of late. The first season was done, but uh, you know, he enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it, and you know, as for even for Manny as a casual fan, like he enjoyed it. So like. For all three levels of like anime fans to find something equal to watch, it shows mm-hmm. you just how good and how well uh, thought out this show is. Well, one thing that makes it super watchable, to me at least, would be the lack of filler. Like, oh, there, there's none. There, there's, there's no real filler. There's so far within the three seasons have been two episodes of filler. And which is insane because, like, if you watch like a Naruto, which to me was a great series, the original one, at least forty six percent filler. Yeah, most of it is filler. With my hero, it is an insane amount of it's you get action or you get yeah something building to the climax, which would end in a fight in a big fight scene. Yeah, for for those who don't know, the way anime is produced in Japan is when they're put out, they have options. They either put them out in seasons, like. The fall season, spring season, literally like that. So my hero, exact, that's what exactly what they do. They were supposed to come out season four in spring, but they pushed it back just to make sure that they have better quality, better produ- mm-hmm. production for us. They pushed it back to fall, which is coming out in October. Uh, Naruto, when it was at the when it was airing at the time, which is older, it was riskier to do seasons. So they rather had done fillers to give mangas, which are essentially Japanese comic books, more time to get ahead that they so that the animation studio mm-hmm. could follow closer to the story without making up random BS. But Naruto, because they got too close to the manga, had to produce constant builder to give time for the story. But the thing about Naruto that I'll give them credit for is, is that uh, their filler, like... Well, they have... Some of them were good. Yeah. They had bad ones say, and they had really good ones. I say they had, you know, good fillers that you can... Uh, actually enjoy but i would say that naruto is probably the most in-depth show about almost every character in a sense because they make sure that you know every character as well as possible like you know their background you know what happened to them they show multiple flashbacks to add up each incident that's ever happened um so if you really if so that's the thing like if you really like a character 
like you can know as much as possible about them by watching the filler on them. Mm-hmm. Just like another tidbit about filler. A lot of times fillers don't progress the main story, which is why they can be very annoying and pointless to watch. Like that. Uh, well, even though this was sensational filler, the uh, the village hidden in the mist. Uh, yes. Yeah. Story it, 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 borderline. Naruto. Yeah, it was borderline. I think the, the waterfall one. No, the one with the girl that looked like a guy that died. Oh, oh, that. Well, that's not the filler. guy with but the sword. But they they did mix it with filler. Yeah, it was. It was three episodes of filler, and then they introduced the uh, the two people. And then some more filler to end it off. Well, quickly, just to bring it back to my hero. I was just about to say. Like what Mari <laughs> said, how Naruto goes that in depth within their filler. My hero does that within their main story while progressing the story. Mm-hmm. So the real credit you got to give to is the uh, manga writers. Yes, you um, absolutely have to give them credit. And I think my hero, they're like on season nine, it would be if no, manga-wise. They're, 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 they've released... Uh, what's what's it called? Uh, I would say season six spinoffs. They have like the spinoff series. Yeah, the vigilante series. The vigilante. Yeah, and I think that's like three things into it. Three chapters. Yeah, three chapters or volumes. Better said. Because when I went to Barnes and Nobles, there was like twelve different My Hero books. I was just sitting there like Jesus Christ. They're they're so they're set up for the foreseeable future. Like you don't know when this uh this is gonna end. Which is great for me because to, watching the show is not that bad of a watch. It's you can get it done within a week, maybe less. Like if you if there's a weekend where you just want to chill at home, you could easily watch the first three seasons in like a day or two, for sure. Because even season one is like thirteen episodes, twenty it's minutes a, each. Yeah, exactly. It's 13. a cakewalk. So yeah, it's it's a, a, a digestible show. an hour. You're doing three episodes an hour. Exactly. And then they fly by. You don't even realize. You're like... Four hours, you're done with season one. Especially because season one and season two, the transition into it. Like, when I started watching the show, it was... Season three was halfway done. So, I... Like... It's a seamless transition when it's set up on like Hulu or Funimation or wherever you're watching that's, it. That's you don't even thing. know that a new season started. That's a new thing that... um. I mean, not a new thing. That's another thing that I liked about the show. Um, when I started watching it, um, I realized I found myself wanting more after each episode. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, man, I can't wait till the next episode. And, uh, you know, that that's something that a lot of shows can't really do. The, the one thing about that is, like, um, the first time that they ever made it known that the season was ending, at least to me, because the way season two ended and season one, you didn't even know that, that oh, this is over. Especially when you're binging it. Season f- season three was the first one that was like, oh, we'll see what happens next. Which, but like, it left you on a cliffhanger. They specific, they did that on purpose. Yeah, because they realized, they were like, all right, we know what we are. We see how big we are. Like, at this point, they were established. Like, they were like, we are here to stay. Exactly. We will um, give you another season. Be ready. Now, with that being said, be ready for season two. Slowly approaching. Um, we'll try to get the guys back together. Um, I'm here. I'll be here. 
hopefully for Comic Con, I get some news on my hero. I'm gonna try to be oh, there. There's probably gonna be another trailer dropping the, for season four. No, and for Comic Con, right. they're gonna be having a screening, okay, an early screening for the next season. So if I can come back and get to you guys and you know drop some info, I'll try. Hopefully, there's some my hero news that I could break on the uh, next episode that we do. I wouldn't be surprised if there's. But I feel like this is a good place to stop. If you haven't watched the show, you have an idea of what it's like. And that's what I wanted to get with this episode. Um, I want to shout out Amari and John for joining us. And Levante. But he fell asleep. So. Yeah, Levante was Oh, good in morning, the cut. sunshine. He was, he was in the cut hanging out. Uh, he, was just, he wasn't really a guest on this episode. He was just chilling in the cut. But uh, shout out to Amari. Shout out to John. Thank you. I was here. Um, yeah so don't forget be on the lookout for me at a New York Comic Con I believe from the 4th to the 6th I'll be there and um, yeah that's that's a wrap for for me if you guys want to plug anything go ahead and plug away Amari John I got no plugs I'm not I'm nobody I'm vintage.j on Instagram that's my plug and even then it's hard to find this guy uh I don't have any plugs anymore. <laughs> I, I pretty much retired, and I now live a, a low-down life. Wholesome. He's a very wholesome I'm, man. I'm real though. wholesome. Um, you know, don't don't at me. Don't find me. <laughs> Ladies, stay away from me. <laughs> um, all the above. But, you know, this... Uh, I will say that uh, it's refreshing to be back on the show. It's been, uh, I want to say, a year since I've been on the show. It, it Well, I don't even know if I still have any of the episodes with you on there. So this is technically your debut. If, hey, welcome if, back to the show. If, welcome, if welcome. you're not there already, I don't remember. I don't remember. I got to go back and check, but remember I took everything down so I could re upload it with better audio. So uh, you might be there. You might not be, you might be in the future again with an old episode. We don't know. This we is the way, know, this is just, the way the last stop is going to be working. You know, um, I will say though to the uh, OG listeners, uh, if y'all know me, oh, you know yeah, you for know. Sure. Um, you know we had some wild stories, uh, <laughs> but we're not gonna go into that. Uh, we're gonna leave that to uh, the host himself, Manny. Listen, man. Um, but yeah, don't forget check out Comic Con. Uh, if you're not subscribed, subscribe already. Uh, leave a five star rating. Go holla at me on Twitter at Silk Durag or Last Stop Manny on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, we out here. Be on the lookout. We'll drop a you know episode two to this to break down season two. We just have to figure out when we're gonna link again, but hopefully it's soon. And yeah, thanks for listening to the last stop plus ultra. I like that. <laughs>